Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk. And on this episode of God Talk, I want to discuss the NAR and the LARP. Um, I just started a Bible class last week. Pretty excited about it. We had a lot of people and um, there was a lot of good information in it. And it's talking about the new apostolic reformation. And most of you probably do not know what the new apostolic reformation is. I have to be honest, uh, before I was uh, working on this Bible class, I had no idea what it was. But I felt like it is so influential in Christianity that uh, not only is it important that I teach about it in my Bible class, but I need to get it out on my podcast so that hopefully you can share this with other people who may be being influenced by the New Apostolic Reformation, which is really a blending of New Age and uh, and just Christian spirituality. Um, have you ever LARPed? L-A-R-P. Did you ever go out LARPing? I've never been a LARPer. Um, I had a friend once, well, more of an acquaintance, uh, but his wife would go out LARPing sometimes on weekends. Now, you may be wondering what that is, but LARPing is live action role playing. <laughs> this was a thing for a while. I, <coughs> I don't know if it still is, but people would go out like on the weekends and, and, and go out in the woods and LARP. Doesn't sound good, does it? But like, I guess if you're a Trekkie, you'd go out into the woods and you'd live action role play Star Trek. Maybe, you know, you'd have your Captain Kirk, your Mr. Spock, well, or your Jean-Luc Picard. I, I lost track of all the different versions of Star uh, Star Trek that came out. May, may, maybe you would go out there in Star Wars or whatever your favorite movie is when Harry met Sally. I, I don't know. <laughs> But you you go out and you just pretend to be something that you're not. And you'd be surrounded by other people who'd pretend to be people they're not. And I mean, I guess that's fun to some people. Kind of like when you're kids and you play cowboys and Indians, cops and robbers. I mean, I, I don't know. I just would think at some point you outgrow stuff like that. But the church has gotten into LARPing. Yes, in fact, more and more people in the church are starting to LARP. And it's especially common in the new apostolic reformation. And when I say they're LARPing, they're not LARPing their favorite movie. They're not live action role playing their favorite movie, but they're live action role playing their favorite part of the Bible, specifically the days that Jesus walked the earth when there were apostles and the days before Jesus walked the earth when they're prophets. I mean, I guess everyone wants, you know, dreams to be like Superman or, uh, you know, Batman or if you're a girl, Wonder Woman. I mean, I, I don't know, like superheroes, I guess religious folk like to pretend they're going to turn out to be prophets and apostles. And so now they just LARP it. They don't think they're role-playing. They actually think they are. So the New Apostolic Movement is really... It's, it's an offshoot of Pentecostalism. 
but they separated from Pentecostalism because Pentecostalism wasn't Pentecostal enough. They're considered neo-charismatic or hyper-charismatic. Neo meaning like a newer version of the charismatic church. Hyper-charismatic in that like the Pentecostals don't take it far enough. And they really emphasize to an extreme uh, the role and the power of spiritual leaders and miracle workers. They emphasize like new revelations from God, even maybe even more than scripture. Uh, they overemphasize spiritual warfare. Um, and they're really big in like uh, pursuing a, a almost like a theocracy that the church would retake over the family and politics and the school and all of these different things. And they just overemphasize like the signs and the wonders of God. And honestly, it leads to false doctrine. Honestly, it, it, it it's a cult. It's heresy. And, and what's, here's what's nebulous about the new apostolic reformation is it's not as much of a denomination as a movement. And so people wouldn't necessarily say, hey, I'm part of the New Apostolic Reformation. But it, it, it kind of reproduces itself in small groups and, and churches that form. And um, the, the theology, if it is a theology, the false doctrine just kind of permeates like... Like yeast and, and dough, if you've ever made pizza, like y you mix the, the dough and the water and the yeast and, and just you have to let it set. And over time, the yeast is going to make its way through the dough. And that's kind of what's happening with this movement. Um, thousands of churches and millions of believers are beginning to adhere to these teachings. Um, a very familiar church that has uh, really bought into this and you can see this being played out in real time, is Bethel Church in, in Redding, California. Now, you might not be familiar with Bethel Church. I think they have like 11,000 members, huge, but not that huge. Um, but their influence in their music, Bethel Music, uh, is, uh, is much greater. And if you were to Google Bethel Music, you would see probably many songs that you know if you listen to Christian music. And the concept is really this, that like, the apostles and the prophets hold leadership over evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And even though we would recognize that the apostolic age ended with when the apostles of Christ died out, uh, what the new apostolic reformation would say is that there's this new reformation taking place in the church in the last, like, maybe 30 or 40 years or so, um, God is restoring the office of prophets and restoring the office of apostles. And those people who are apostles and prophets are to have authority over you know, pastors, evangelists, and teachers. But really, I mean, there's no biblical basis that, that God ever said that that age would come back. Uh, we believe that you know, between the Old Testament and the New Testament, it suffice to give us all the knowledge that we need uh, to await the return of Christ. There was a promise that Christ would return, not that future apostles or prophets would come. So this is a very unbiblical movement. And so what you would have in these churches is you would have uh, the apostle, who's like the king of the church, 
and then you would have the prophet who's like his right hand man who's being spoken to by God and, and, and they work, you know, is like the number one and number two in the church. And it's, it's nothing more than LARPing. It, it, it's like Christian boys, rather than when they're boys wanting to grow up to be maybe Superman or Batman or the Flash, that like they, when they grow up, they want to be an apostle. You know, they can have it special with God and everyone revere them and you know they can wave their coat over a crowd and everyone fall down like they've got power from on high. Or that they dreamt about being a prophet where like God's speaking just directly to them to uh, speak to the people and, 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 and it's people that have desires to like have hyper power like just not even like leadership it goes far beyond leadership it's gross and detest and it, it really leads to a lot of abuses in the church so that's what we're looking at in my bible study if you live locally and are listening to this i really encourage you to come because chances are you have family members that are being influenced by the ner and all of their larping and in chapter one of the book that I've been doing or I am doing for my Bible class, it's called Counterfeit Kingdom. And, and on the front of the book, it's a picture of like a Pied Piper with all these people following. And, and that's really what's going on in the church today. You've got this New Age movement, this false doctrine, this, this religious cult that's integrating in with like... Uh, charismatic, non-denominational, and to some extent, evangelical Christianity, and it's leading it all astray. And, and people are blind to it. In chapter one of Counterfeit Kingdom, uh, we talked about the story of Olive, and this is at Bethel Church, like, I think it was uh, 2019. The, the two-year-old daughter of a couple prominent people on their praise team died just suddenly stopped breathing and once they found her dead like paramedics couldn't bring her back they refused to have their daughter buried they wanted to pray for the resurrection of their daughter they got the church behind it um, the pastor of the church behind it and honestly a, a quite a few number of people uh, across the non-denominational charismatic movement kind of endorsing praying for this olive to, to rise um, even Carrie Joe putting out something saying you know everyone pray for olive like I mean people were really supporting this and if you see the the video of of one of the worship services where they're like having this vigil this praise time uh, for olive to rise i mean it it almost becomes like uh I, I mean it's just this, this 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 chant that goes into a fervor where where you know they're calling on on olive to rise like they have the power of god themselves to to rise listen i believe that like people have been brought back from the dead i i, I do um like not only in like jesus day but 
you hear stories of it like people are clinically dead they call in the family and they've been sitting there dead for 30 minutes and they just come back and there's no deficits okay that happens i don't deny that for a second but for six days they held off with the burial process of olive as she sat in some cooler in a morgue laid expecting that god was going to just do this miracle you know the didn't happen the first day they they kept going at it the second day they kept going at it. third day you know third day is a great day for a resurrection that's when jesus rose from the dead and and they kept that all the way up through like six days before they finally stopped here's the deal like anyone that's been brought back to dead and the meant from from dead in the medical community it's like it, it's been maybe within you know 30 minutes maybe an hour um uh, story a number of years ago about the um guy that spent like 90 minutes in heaven I, I think he was maybe on the side of the road they, they declared dead by the paramedics for like maybe a couple hours I, it's relatively short periods of time i mean long enough that it's a miracle there, there should be deficits but even in the bible like when elijah's raising someone from the dead elisha is jesus is paul is it, it's it's immediate Elijah took him asking God three times, but I mean, it wasn't like three times over three days. It wasn't even three times over 30 minutes. It was like calling out the first time didn't work, calling out the second time didn't work. And by the third time, God answered. Just messed up stuff. Just some really, really messed up stuff. And um, and in addition to the, the, the whole olive thing that that we talked about this last week uh there's they do this grave sucking thing and the grave sucking is they believe that like certain like really powerful people uh men and women of god that have died in the past that like they have some leftover juju uh sitting in the grave so if you can just lay it on top of their grave you you can soak some of that up like it would be a shame to waste it like it's going to eventually evaporate in the air over time so you want to land that and get some of it or maybe hug the the gravestone I, i'm look this up it's called grave sucking or grave soaking bethel church does it it's this is some non-biblical stuff talk about angelic slumber that you know they they believe they could wake up uh angels they have this um they have this uh this school uh for um basically uh, teaching people all the, these spiritual gifts and i think they have like some 2000 people enrolled in the school where they you know pay this money to learn how to do all of these uh these amazing things uh these kind of miracles of god um they have a team that goes around with uh with paramedics in in Basically, in places where there's fatalities, uh, they'll uh, either follow wherever the accident is or if somehow combine with the, these paramedics and pray for people who've just recently died. And they claim, you know, that I, I, don't, I don't forget, I forget how many people uh, they claim that have been raised from the dead that way. Um, it, it's just some like pretty crazy stuff. And what I'm going to be talking about this uh, this coming week in my class on Wednesday is uh, we're going to be digging into it a little bit more about what the NER is, um, what it's about. Uh, but what I'm really looking forward to sharing with class is like, how do you know that your church or your 
mom's church or your friend's church because they probably don't know if it's part of the new apostolic reformation so how are you going to know it well I, i'm going to show people uh some like key words that um you know when you see these key words you you can know that something's going on here an example of this would be like the word anointing and so the in the nar circles you'll hear this word anointing um, and basically with anointing, it enables you to perform like these great works. If you've received an anointing, you can preach these great messages. Um, if you've received an, an anointing, you, in general, you can live a cut above the average believer who settled for less. And so there's all these different like words that they use that like if you hear great grandma Johnson saying you know people were receiving anointings at her church it, it, it ought to like jump out at you and you ought to be concerned about great granny Johnson you know binding and loosing I mean, we're gonna be talking about you know a bunch of these different things words that you probably hear maybe some of your friends speak about and you need to be aware where these things are coming from because once again this is not just a uh, a denomination or a branch off of christianity this is like it's it's a cult it's new age once again like at bethel they they were reenacting um a scene uh from Lord of the Rings where you know Gandalf is putting his slamming his staff down and stopping a demon from attacking him and they were doing it uh, so that racism would not pass they, they, they talk about these purple bubbles and pray for God to incorporate you or encapsulate you into a purple bubble to protect you so all kinds of crazy things so listen I really encourage even if you can't come to the Bible class get the book counterfeit kingdom and learn all you can about the NAR. And I would suggest to you that they are just L-A-R-P-ing. They're LARPing. They're, they're pretending to be apostles and pastors. And they're fooling people. And like the Pied Piper lead, leading the, uh, uh, the people over a cliff, it's leading many churches over the cliff. And it's uh, quite destructive to Christianity. Um, I appreciate you joining me for this episode of God Talk. And uh, like I said, if you know anyone who's involved uh, potentially in the movement, send them this podcast. Buy them the book Counterfeit Kingdom. It's by Holly Pivek, P-I-V-E-C, and R. Douglas, and I'm going to say the last name is Yvette, G-E-I-V-E-T-T. -T. I hope uh, everyone has a wonderful day and a wonderful week. God bless.